What's up, everyone? This is Jake's the showrunner and your DM Elijah, and we have episode eight of Next Island Initiative for everyone today. That's right. It's time to explore the Underdark. The Underdark. back. So yeah, this episode starts the second part of the campaign. Uh, the players have escaped from the Drow Outpost Welcome Bell, but the danger remains. Miles beneath the surface, they must make their way through endless caverns and passages and work together to travel to an agreed upon location. I was really excited for this part of the campaign because now that our characters got to escape the prison, we get to use all the magic and skills that we w didn't have access to in the prison, you know? We get to go all out against the horrors of the Underdark. Uh, yes, the first chance for players to truly show off, unshackled and unbound. I wonder what roles everyone will fall into. For example, who will, air quote, volunteer to become the tank? And who's going to be the guy who claims the most spoils? With you guys having a large group, I'm going to have a lot of uh, possibilities to throw your way. A lot of fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see someone's been practicing their evil laugh. You gotta have one. I don't have an evil mustache, or I gotta have at least half of it. I think you have a really good uh, evil laugh, you know? And just as good of an evil mustache? Yeah, well, uh, it's getting there, you know? <laughs> I think as soon as you can start twirling it, then it will be a proper evil mustache. <laughs> so, Eli, before we start part two of this campaign, I wanted to give a quick update for the podcast. So we've been doing a bi-weekly upload schedule since we started a few months ago, but I've been trying to figure out a good balance to like make more content and editing takes a long time. So I just think that it's time we go monthly so we could give, you know, give us more time to build additional content. That is just fine with me, and I think the people listening would understand. Yeah, I, I just think going monthly is a, a good call, you know? I like that you're being a nice guy about it instead of being like, Hey guys, leave me alone, I'm busy. <laughs> well, no, it's just I want to like make more cool stuff, you know? Like, I want to do more uh, fun D&D-related content, and you just, you just need time. So it, it, it is what it is. But yeah, uh, we're going on a monthly upload schedule. And if you want, you know, more content or early access, you can just check our Patreon. We'll upload things there as soon as we have it. So Eli is uh, is the old man that lives in this podcasting tower around, you know, this magical podcasting tower that doesn't exist in the real world, but exclusively exists in this fake podcast room we have set up. Oh yes, the tower that canonically exists here and does not exist anywhere else. Uh, so not in the moment, he's in the laboratory making something to help out with things at the said tower. We don't mention the Paradox Tower too much, but the maintenance on this place, it's an arduous labor. It, it takes a lot to clean. You wanted me to give you this letter to uh, read though. Oh, a new letter? Is this- Yeah, yeah. Is this a magical letter that transforms your voice into an old man, or is this just a normal letter? It's a normal letter, but he mentioned that he wanted to hear your best impression without the access of magic. Jake's the magic, and I'm going to just touch you on the shoulder right here. The magic was in you all along. <laughs> Greetings and salutation, my fellow tower mates. I apologize for not being available at the time. You know, making mimics that won't become hostile is such a tedious and arduous task. <laughs> it, uh, where was where was I? Oh, oh yeah, the 
The mimics will greatly aid in the cleaning of the tower. Or, you know, it might consume the entire structure. Well, on a lighter note, our adventures are no longer trapped in the cold chains of Falconville. You know, the adventures that they're trying to make it out of the abyss, you know. Still on the run, they try to gather themselves in the moments of peace they have. <laughs> These moments, however, can change in an instant when going into the Underdark. Into the Underdark. The Underdark. <laughs> Play the episode. <laughs> and we lost a lot of people. Oh, and uh, the lady who's in charge of the prison was still alive when we escaped, and she was like, I will get you. Ooh. I mean, when demons suddenly start attacking, your plans kind of change, right? Everything goes out the window. <laughs> yeah. So, the past few days have been a blur of panic and exhaustion for you and your companion. Uh, the only thought passing through your mind these days was just escape. Escape from the prison that held you all. Escape from the demons that screams echo through the caves, almost despite how far you've traveled so far. And escape from Ivar and her murderous threats. Taking numerous twists and turns through the tunnels and caverns that seem to expand and constrict as you traverse, with all of it being an area shrouded in absolute darkness, or here illuminated here and there by fungi and lichen that seemed to have its own life and system going on in this. We cut to everyone waking up to what they think seems to be morning. It's hard to tell as there's no night next to a river with campfire dying out. And you guys have a brief moment of peace as you look around each other and just think about where you go and uh, you all will start next. Inoki, you haven't had a chance to notice, but along the way you notice your pack was heavier. And when you got a moment to sit down and look, you see that it's an entire extra bag of rations with a small scribbled note. Can you read uh, Gnomish? I unfortunately cannot read Gnomish, so I will ask the group and say, um, is there anyone that can read Gnome, Gnomish? In, um, Elder is still uh, just tending to the fire. Shushar is asleep. Darren Dill is washing his face, and Popito pops up almost out of nowhere right behind you and says, I can assist. Popito, could you read this note for me, please? Sure. Uh, do you open the uh, bag? Yeah, I let him take a peek. Inside is just the, the extra 30 days worth of rations that you don't you don't remember gathering from the prison. And Popito just reads the note for a moment, stares, looks at the paper a couple of times, flips it over, and just rereads it. Like, my apologies, it's incredibly bad handwriting. This is like scribbles. Uh, you. At that moment, we both say, Top Team Turvy. <laughs> and as he said, we probably to know you here. He, he reads, You help us, you trust us. We trust you. And it just says TT at the like end of it. Yeah. Ah, uh, those are those are some weird, weird boys. Kids. What's Kids? A girl? When's a girl? 
Okay, real children. There we go. Thanks, Papito. Do you want a ration, man? I don't. He takes it, confused, and then just pockets it in his pouch and goes towards the river to start washing up a bit. Nice. I go sit next to the stool and and then just look at my back. Uh, stool is just watching you. He noticed the bag of rations, noticed the, he actually notices the extra bag on your waist, points at it towards your jars, and then he releases his force to start communicating. Give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. I was like, oh, I don't think I've had to do that. All right. Oh, um, I got in 11. You're connected, and he just says, Do you know how to get home from here? Yeah, I know the way around here. Well, more or less. I have a f just, I don't know, do you feel like a innate feeling kind of guiding you a little bit? Might be a little weak, but you kind of just kind of know. You, you see him concentrate for a moment, shakes his head. No, I feel, I don't know. None of this is familiar. He's like, well, also, do you see that little mushroom in the corner? It's, it's one of mine, so I feel like I'm surprised it's still here, but I think we're on the right way. I would say that you just, at this moment, you kind of just point to a random mushroom. You've been in the underdog, but you haven't been in this section of the underdog due to uh, them transporting you to the prison. All right, fair enough. He looks at the mushroom, looks at you, excited. Too. Then we must be close to home. You can lead the way. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Mentally gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had a, a headache for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah. You some spit trapped in your brain. Why don't, why don't we just look at the? Want to look at the fire? At this point, everyone is uh, who was asleep is waking up, getting this stuff together. I just want to say that the whole time. It has been sitting in the shallow part of the river, just letting the water wash over it, as you might imagine an actual frog doing, but they're just kind of chill. As you do so, go ahead and give me a perception check as you just flick in the water. Okay. Perception. That's a 13. 13. As you just do so, you just flick, 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 flick. Put your hands in the water. It feels so nice to have something cool on your skin. You see the water in the distance get a little red. Oh God. And you look further up ahead and you just see a corpse of a half-eaten drowned drift past. Um, but I can tell it's dead very easily. Yes, it is very dead. Is it possible for me to swim out and grab it and bring it ashore? Yes, the water is pretty is shallow enough for you to uh, swim by real quick. Um, give me a strength check to try to just bring it across. You're not really fighting the water, it's just the size of it. Seven. <laughs> you pull and you pull and you're not making much uh, distance with this. Shusar sees you and just kind of gets up, stretches a bit, and just swiftly submerges himself in the water and rushes to you and just holds the body. He inspects it and just says, this isn't, this isn't one from the prison. This is a random drow. Poor, poor, poor creature. Um, now that it's being held still, I want to search pockets and stuff. Cool. Give me an investigation check. Okay. 21. Alright, you go through. Um, doesn't seem like he had any kind of actual weapons or armor. No kind of gold on him. A lot of stuff seems to have gone away. But like as you check around his neck area, what's left of it, you see hanging 
uh, is a necklace with this little black jade stone. Uh, I'm gonna take it and hopefully uh, Shushar didn't see me take it. Uh, okay, if you're trying to be sneaky about it, give me sleight of hand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Okay. Okay. Uh, twelve. Uh, you do so, and he kind of glances down just to see the motion of what you're doing, but he just holds the body and asks, "Anything important about this? Should we bury it, give it proper peace, or just let it coast down the water?" Um, it doesn't respond. It just kind of swims back to shore. He mo- Shushar just kind of watches and then just mutters something under his breath and let their body continue to drift. At this point, everyone's at the fire and seems like uh, most people are ready for travel. Papito speaks up and says, I have a couple of issues before we move on. I think we should address it for the path. I can only lead it so far. And our guide who's mentioned is safe spot, never like grow. Is no longer here, if you all know. I cover stool's ears. You <laughs> <laughs> don't have ears. It's about the the gesture. <laughs> so, I can take us to where I know where we where to go. And that is my home, Racklestead. Is anyone against that? How far away is that from Neverlife Grove? I don't know. From here, I can say it's probably about a month's travel. But I've never been to the Never Like Club. I've never been to these. Can I do an investigation check to see if I recognize the area even a little bit? You can do a survival check to try to just get a lay of the land. You would know that you're uh, a good distance south, uh, away from the prison itself. But there's, you guys don't have a map to try to define this. All right. So let's see if I pass this high barrier. This is 17. Help. You uh, can tell that you, uh, if you continue with that, you can tell that if you continue south, uh, you will end up towards, uh, not south, but uh, west, my bad. If you continue west, that you would find something similar to uh, Neverlight Grove. You as a per- you as a Mykonid have never been in this location. You only heard from the, the Underdark creatures before that it's just a haven for uh, Mykonid. Okay. Rumors, stories. It's very, it seems to be a very secretive spot for those outside of the uh, species. Here, I am. Um, I consider it, and I say, give me a second to think on it. I have to weigh some pros and cons. Let me also talk to Stu a little bit. Yeah, Shushar's, uh, Shushar gestures his hand towards it and himself and says, I. I could get us to, if we go towards the dark, like, I could get us towards anywhere we need to go. We'll probably find never like Grove on the other side. And he looks at Papito, who kind of just glares at Stushar, and he says, We must go through the dark lake anyway to try to find a, a way to its Grackleskirk. Elder uh, pipes in and says, None of these are locations that I see are being useful. What is our reason for going to the dark lake or Grackleskirk? We are, what is everyone, are we trying to stay together for this? Is this the plan? I say, I think staying together would be the best chances of survival for everybody. We barely made it out and we've lost already a lot of people. And if that prison is anything, the Underdark can be a dangerous place. I mean, demons just showed, suddenly appeared. That's, that's some crazy shit right there. Peter speaks up, Uh, yes. Is which is why we should have a proper guy leading us to a place that we know we can use. 
my home grackle still can give us a safe spot for a period of time as well as armor we might need to properly uh, defend ourselves and he looks at elders for people like you dwarves and others it has options to the surface that we could use it might even solve all your problems I don't and the elder just glares at him and says I don't trust the barrel to lead us you are just like the drow down here in the other yard. You don't care about any of us. Hold on, hold on, Elder. We're, we're not all bad. And like, I point to me initially, but then point to Stool. You all haven't done harm. I see it towards him. He wouldn't hesitate if it needs. Ah, oh, what if, come on, we're, give us a chance. And we're all, it's a huge, huge place. There's not all potentially dangerous people. There's a lot of kind people down here at times. Maybe a little persuasion. Oh no, no persuasion will need it for this. She kind of just looks and looks at towards the group and leaves it towards their judgment. Darren deals uh, at this moment is just he's been quiet the whole time, but says, "I know nothing of this. I know my form may deceive you all, but I am quite a highly esteemed member of the surface world, and I intend to get back to my kingdom. I cannot guide or assist outside of what I can do in terms of strength." But if you get me up to the world, I promise my kingdom will... You have not heard of... Oh yes, I forgot about form here. Um, have you ever heard of Nerlindavale, the beautiful kingdom? Um, I have not. Have, has anyone else heard of this place? Uh, I would expect an underdog creature like yourself to. How about you, Eldiv? Huh? Or you, Zavar, Ugas, you two seem like you are knowledgeable people. And everyone who is uh, from the surface world at this point, um, Jack, you can at disadvantage. Give me a history check. Oh wait, but hold up. Um, I have. Um, that one. I'm a ranger, and my chosen, my chosen terrain is underdark. Ooh, give me a roll at disadvantage, please, as this is not with the underdark. Into, you honestly don't remember a lot. Um, I got a six. I need to roll again, I think. Because I think I have the ability to roll again if I get a one. Oh, halfling? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did you get a crit- did you get a critical fail? <laughs> yes, but not really. <laughs> yes, but actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I thought it was happening. <laughs> you know, this isn't the worst thing I could build on, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. Welcome to my you world. You see uh, Ugesh trying to think and most of the time it's bronze for him. So he has he's thinking of all the pe- people he's punching all the lands, Faerun, Sword Coast, and he you just kind of see a little bit like redness form on his nose and like a slumber home bit of blood. <laughs> but uh, Arun, you had the highest roll, which was what, 16? Everyone, when he mentions this kingdom, you've never heard it. Hey. You, to those who've traveled, it's not something you've heard of. To those who study, you've never read up on this. <laughs> you guys haven't heard of this place before. It's a place we know we have to travel to, and it's far. Sure. <laughs> he begins uh, just going off into detail about these lands of beautiful forests and these creatures almost made of gold and silver. And then he starts to talk about himself and form. He knows, I know I'm not... Oh, crack off. I'm, I know this looks weird, but I've been cursed by a terrible, terrible wizard who cursed my, who, rain, who attacks my land. I am the prince of our kingdom, a beautiful, beautiful elf, gold elf, fabulous skin. 
this is a horrible transformation and I wish to fix that. Really? Why would I lie? I mean, you don't look bad, I just, I just didn't think you were cursed. I mean, you look, look kind of handsome. Can I roll a perception check? Uh, what are you trying to perceive? It might be insight you're looking for. Okay, in, yeah, roll me an insight check. 18? Ooh, boy. 18. Everyone go mute for a second. Uh-oh. You could just message me directly, Eli, if you want. Okay. I went to chime in and said I was trying in- insight as well. Oh, I rolled a 22. Surely you all heard about his terrible, evil ways. This wizard? Terrastore? No one? How how far out was my kingdom from where you all live? I'm like, wait, wait, Stool? Have you, have you heard of it? Stool just looks at you and looks at the group and tilts his head. Ah, well, that was a long shot, but never know. Shushar and Eldiff just look and shrug, and Bupito says, I haven't traveled beyond the Underdog, my friend, but I would love to hear about more about your kingdom later, if you like. And he just, he snaps toward Bupito and smiles like, ha, at least you're willing to learn, my friend. I mean, hold on, if you, if your kingdom needs a royal performer, I mean, I would like to put my hat in the ring. And you, a mic in the end, capable of performance. I mean, I turn around and let him look at my sweet, you know, spell focus. I'm like, yeah. It kind of nervously asks, um, how would they treat me? Uh, grunge is yourself would be an oddity, but I'm sure if you come in with the prince, it wouldn't be a problem. Not uh, a pet? No, as a friend. Mm, wouldn't keep you in chains like these trout out here. It, it uh, kind of nods to, okay. Although, he looked at the Warforge and said, Machinations of these kind I do not care for. I do not think you would be welcome in our kingdom. I do not... Where are you from? You do not seem to be under dark, but I haven't seen anything like you in the surface world. I am a creation of no other. And who is your creator? Very good question. I do not know my creator. You don't know? Beast without a collar is just wild. How can we trust you to stay to help us? Look, all I know is that on the inside of my eyelids they say, ready for war. That's it. And you sleep like this? And how how does that comfort me? Sleep? Excuse me. Sleep? What is the sleep you speak of? I s- is is that a um is that a when is that a module? He looks at you and stares blankly shakes his head and just walks away for a moment. I do have a knack for hunting beasts. You stay on one side of the group and I will stay on the other. I will see, I believe you'll be one of the first to snap through to the map. But what if we are on both sides of one party? What then? He shakes his head and just returns away from you. At that point, Bapito speaks up and says, So, plan. We have a location. We go to the Dark Lake and from there we can split routes. Those who wish to follow me towards Grattlestool could. Those who wish to follow the Mykonids towards this safe haven. And he does, he does air quotation marks when he does this. God, you're, you're so rude sometimes. I'm really just worried about our destination. I mean, did you, was the airports necessary? I mean, come on, am I right? And, and I look at like Elder and like, yeah, you know anything, right? She kind of shrugs and like, I... I don't want to trust this one, but Brackelsug is a city I do have heard of. 
is somewhere we could probably at least have a moment of like planning and preparation of the equipment we have is not properly suited for this. Hell, I might take some of the materials we find out here and better work on it while we're on this path. But he seems to be the one who's most knowledgeable of these lands, at least in terms of a route. So the Dark Lake should be our first destiny. And from there, we can work on something else. Hmm, fair point. Okay, I'm I'm convinced. And Pupila kind of looks along, across the group and sees everyone in approval. Well, in that case, I need someone to aid me. I am good in terms of navigating, but trying to deal with the terrain is a bit more difficult. Who here could be uh, an assistant guide? I will navigate terrain as I have been built to do such things. I will play his badass music as he navigate. Elder speaks up. You don't remember what you are for, but you know that you can guide us through this land. You are a curious creation. <laughs> yes, I am just a curious creation. I don't, I don't know, know what I'm here. All I know is that I must navigate and beast tame error. Not necessarily beast tame, but beast tame. I mean, do we have someone that can assist? Is anybody good when it comes to like tracking or surviving or? Um, I don't think I have any advantages like with surviving or things. I'm more of just a fighter in general. All right. I mean, I do have stout resistance, which means I have resistance against poison damage, but. I don't think that's going to be too useful, <laughs> just to say. So, do you all start to head off for your journey today? Hope everyone's got their boots laced, their boots laced up. Alright, so we're going to start off the departure. Um, first things first, I need to know that you guys plan to move at a fast, normal, or slow pace. The fast will allow you to cover more ground with the exchange of having uh, less perception towards things. Normal pace, you go at a normal pace, slow. You all get to roll for stealth, and it was be slower, but you get to notice more and be better prepared for anything that may come your way. I vote for slow, in my opinion. Yeah, I vote for slow. Definitely stealth. Yeah. So just I don't want to run. Not in a rush. Okay, so Jack, with the pl- uh, you get to add a oh no, yeah, Pupita's the one guiding. So go ahead and give me a survival check. Just a. St- State straight survival? Yes, and this is for the underdark, so if you have any kind of bonuses from your stuff, you get to roll that advantage. Oh, sweet! Hell yeah! I get advantage. Um, that's a 19. 19. Okay. You guys head off, and with Krob and Bapito leading the way, you start trekking. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and transfer you on to the next map. So you guys are traveling, the terrain is always shifting as you move along. At some point you realize that you have to traverse through a cavern and as you exit towards the area of the cavern, you see see this large uh, cave area covered in webs. And at this point people kind of just stops and look around. You start seeing him kind of jump towards sides of the walls and see if there's any other like just immediately and he curses and looks towards the group. We might have to traverse through some webbing and that might lead towards some creatures we might we are not fond of. But I don't see another way unless we go back and try to go around this cavern and I don't know how long that'll take. Stuhl kind of moves towards the area, moves in and starts messing around. He pulls a stick 
and touches the ground and watches the web kind of like cling to the stick. And as he pulls, it, he loses grip of it and falls backwards. Oh, easy there. I mean, everyone else see that? Uh, the intense webs. So it's all over the floor? Yeah, it's, it's all, it seems to be in numerous spots go uh, on the floor, on the walls, on the ceiling. And it take you can see that it will take a lot of time doing so, but you could try to get through it with some with limited trouble. Can I? Um, how? What's the visibility visibility like? Currently, you all are in complete darkness. Without whatever illumination you have, those with dark vision can see uh, normally. Those without need some sort of light source or at disadvantage. Here, I can help with this if everyone's okay with this i have quite a useful cantrip in my arsenal is it light it is light Let <laughs> yeah. not just light and then i do a little jig but dancing lights describe your casting process all right so i will grab my spell casting focus from my back i hold my hand up and you see what looks like like mushroom stems just slightly grow a little longer and I start strumming my uh, spell focus as like little lights start appearing from the top and then like four distinct what look like fairy lights torch sized lights appear and they just look like little glowing mushrooms and they start dancing through the air so you all see these multicolored little boards of light float around you all and it stays within a reasonable distance and now those who can't see can't. Here, I, I ask one question to the group and I say, would y'all like these four lights as I continue to strum to be four individual small lights to go throughout the cavern or one big light so we can see 10 feet in a radius? Elder kind of says, the better, more we can see as we travel ahead, the better. I don't like this area. We should probably keep it around us, though. Okay, I mean, if I need to, I can move them as a bonus action. I can move them 60 feet from where it is to a new spot. But four lights it is. And then I just, I guess, I keep the lights shining near us. Elder take, looks at some of the webbing and takes a swing at it in front. Her, uh, war, her Warhammer gets stuck in it for a moment and then she just yanks and rips it apart. And she does this a few more times until she kind of looks visibly tired from just doing this action. And you guys see a small path up front. She looks back and just, I think we might need a better solution to get through most of this. Yeah, uh, Warhammers don't usually get stuck in webbing like that. So can I make a... Wait, why wouldn't they get stuck in webbing? depends on what kind of webbing this is. I mean, if this webbing is like really, really thick, then... Not just everyday spider webbing. <laughs> not your average yeah, webbing. Not, not your <laughs> average spider. So can... can Not your normal New Yorker webbing. Can I make an, an investigation check to see if any of these webs are like recent or fresh? Sure. I would rather say a nature check in that uh, department. And this would still go towards the underdark section, so I will give you an edge. Yes. Like your your range of stuff will be useful. Okay. Um. So for my nature check, I have a sixteen. Sixteen. You inspect the webs, and a lot of it seems like it's been laid down over time, but still keeps this level of like moisture and strength to it. 
uh, from the inspection, you can tell that the ones nearby next to you is old, but it stretches out towards the entire cabin, so you don't know if there's when you'll hit something new. Very well. Let's see here. Hmm. Can I, uh, can I look around to see if there are, like, any, any tracks of, 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 an, of any animals of some sort? Uh, do you want to use that same investigation, I mean, that same nature check? Sure, yes. 16. Around you, it doesn't seem like there's any other creatures. Hard to tell to find any kind of tracks with the flooring the way it is. Most of it being webbing and the rest of it being kind of like stone. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, if anyone else wants to do anything, I've run all out of options for now. I mean, I could talk shit to the webs. Do you think they'll respond to vicious mockery? Less. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would. I would. See, that's the thing. It could be an inanimate object that just got transformed by someone else, but it could probably still hear you, so... You know what? I'll take Crab's advice. It, if it's alright with the group, I'll unleash some vicious insult at this web in front of me. You cast the magic for vicious mockery, and you kind of just see... I mean, you feel that it doesn't take any kind of hold, but what kind of insult do you give the web? I'm like, ugh, look at this bush league web. What are you, cobweb? Corn on the cobweb? Your well, dece- your well delivered insult falls on web ears. <laughs> uh, well, I tried. I'm a little out of, out of practice. So, do you all continue through, or do you try to go spend uh, time finding another way around? It is going to pull out um, its candle, says fire. Ooh, fire might be a good idea. Tender. You pull out this candle and uh, Shushar looks at it and says, I like the logic, but the flame may be too weak. And to which Eldiff just pulls out a torch, grabs a little bit of a, this animal skin in her pouch, wraps it around, and then it catches the flame on the torch. And you, see, you start to see her uh, move her hand towards it. And it takes a quick second, but you see the... Uh, web dry out in the pathway in front of the fire and just break apart. She she looks back and says, it, it'll take some time, but we can get through mo- for most of this. Uh, do you have anything, um, Agash? I mean, I have a dagger. I, I... Some tinderbox and oil. Yeah, I have a tinderbox as well. Oh, I do also have that. Yeah, tinderbox. But that's about all I got. I mean, I can try chopping through it with a battle axe, but if a warhammer got stuck on there, I don't know how much more effective. Well, I guess the axe is a shark. I don't think we should increase the amount of flame right now, even if it takes us a while to get through these webbings. I think it's safer this way because with more fire comes more smoke and could literally give our, uh, you know, position out, like people will come to know. and. Who's to say what lurks on the other side of these webbings uh, that might get attracted to the flames, it, right? At this moment, you kind of get like a terrible flashback of your situation previously and think back on the spiders. I vote to just take it slow and not give away our um, possession, even if it takes a little longer. Plus, this is a closed area. We might choke <laughs> to death. Well, t- technically... You guys might show to that. <laughs> yeah, you guys. And I quickly go over to his side, and I'm like, these mouth breathers. So I just show up next to you and, like, nudge you. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for waiting. Take it nice and slow. 
Um, I'll keep watch just to kind of be on the lookout and see if there are guards following us or any other um, dangers lurking out there. Okay. Players, I need marching order. I can. I'll be up front. I'll be in the back. I will be in the front. It is happy to be in the near the back, kind of keep track of what's behind. Okay, I'll be where I need to be. At this point, since you all mentioned that you would be going at a slow pace, I need everyone to roll me a stealth check. Do I get it at advantage since we're in the Underdark? What is um? What is it that you have again, uh, Jack? Underdark survival. Favorite terrain. Yeah, I have favorite I have favorite terrain. Oh, cool. Do you have access to that right now so you can check on that? Uh, let's see here. I do. Let's... I rolled a 11, by the way. I rolled a 22. I rolled a 21. I got an 11. Okay, so check this out. Let's see. While traveling for an hour or more in the favorite terrain, you gain the following benefits. Difficult terrain doesn't slow your groups down. Your group cannot become lost by magical means. Even when you are engaged in another activity, you remain alert to danger. If you are traveling alone, you can move stealthily at a normal pace. You forage, you find twice as much food. While tracking other creatures, you also learn their exact number, their sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. So I will just roll a single D20 for stealth. And I'm loud. <laughs> I'm loud as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a. I'm taking your total group, uh, stealth roll and averaging them. He's taking the average. Oh no, Jack's that student that really benefits from the curve. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so, alright guys, let's move at a very slow and steadily pace. Just boom, <laughs> But what did you roll? Uh, oh, plus three, so four. It's not so bad. Yeah, no, 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 it's good. You guys start your uh, trek through the... T- uh, Catherine. While going through, you notice that the air is filled with this foul, musty odor. And while the temperature is cool, there's this weird humidity that causes everything to feel moist. Those who can see, um, y'all notice as you travel through, a number of cocoons scattered here and there on the walls, floor, and ceilings. No, a number of them are, a lot of them are humanoid size. Others seem to be creatures here and there. And while you all are Going through this web cavern and making these observations, you get this weird, unsettling feeling that you may be watched. Uh, perception check or investigation? Perception check. Perception check for everyone who likes to uh, do so at this time. I will take you up on that. Uh, God, my rolls suck. Another 11. I rolled 21. 18. The good rolls keep rolling. Oh my god, Arun, I feel like we're just killing it today with these rolls. Let's see, everyone's making perception checks. That's 23. And those who got over 18, and should keep going through the webs, a lot of you all are focused on just trying to make sure you don't get stuck moving in and out through it. Um, a few of you can hear off in the distance just as if something is traveling around here. Every now and then you see a flash of movement, but I'm not sure what it is couple more hours pass of you walking through and suddenly you all hear from distance a sharp cry a sharp animal cry that seems to have been cut short and then just silence Duel just Duel just grabs your hand in Noki and you kind of feel it trembling and Eldiv just grips her hammer a bit tighter 
Shushar just stands in next to uh like looks behind him and looks at it and kind of just like looks at her looks at it with uh this sort of dependence but peter was just nodding his head and mentions slowly silently we might be one getting uh we might be one i checked to see if i recognize the sound would that maybe be nature nature check if you like to try can i do that as well <gasps> oh that 20 oh the the and D beyond the 20 is a b i got a 16 yeah yeah boy both of you uh from kind of just general knowledge heard the crying of thought that is the poor poor sounding cry of some sort of kobold and you can kind of tell that it was a bit of a ways away from here at this moment while you are focusing i need zavar and it to make deck saves as the area next to you kind of like sinks all of a sudden into weapon okay i not 20 24 but not 20. Yeah, you instantly leap across. 16. 16, you kind of sink in and jump, and your jump is a bit shorter as you feel like it almost cleaned and pulled you back in. You notice it, and at that moment, you kind of like tap the web a little with your weapon and see that it sinks in and spots. As you get deeper towards uh, the cavern, this happens a, couple, a few more times. It causes you all to move a bit slower as you just are even more on guard. I'm going to uh, prepare my uh, crossbow and go ahead and make sure it's poisoned and get very close to the group. <laughs> Just like, almost like bumping into legs from, you know, trying to be safe in numbers. Um, I'll equip my dagger on one hand and my charged sword on the other. So as you all kind of grow tenser on the uh, sounds nearby and the momentary trap, those up front, give me a perception check. Is this, um... Oh, this is what... I actually, I get it back. Well, yeah, I get advantage. And it doesn't matter. Um, so, Ugesh, what you got? I got it both. Oh, no, I got an 11. <laughs> oh. You guys stop for a moment to hear, like, just listen. The only things you can kind of hear is what you're breathing nearby. Crackle of Elder's Torch as she pulls it out and lights it once more. At this point, she starts walking around in a small circle and burning some fire, trying to at least get us a little section of uh, solid ground. And you all stay next to each other back to back. I don't think starting those fires would be such a good idea. We're supposed to be trying to stay hidden. I think whatever we're hiding from knows we're here. And I don't want to, and at that moment, several spiders leap from the shadows. Uh, waving their legs towards me. He said several spiders. Oh, not one. Eight-legged freaks. Does not sound good. Why is it always spiders? What? Man, it's always spiders. I'm sure they're just trying to be friendly. Yeah. Roll initiative.
So hey guys, welcome to the end of the episode. Hope you all are having a good time listening and a good time in general. Everyone is finally out of that unpleasant prison and running amok already in the in the underdark. I'm sure we'll have more fun encounters like the one we just had here. Won't you agree, good sir? Yeah, no, for sure, man. I'm like really excited to keep fighting monsters in the underdark. Like there's a lot we haven't encountered yet. I, I know some spoilers about the out of the abyss module from, you know, playing a Mykonid character and like like looking up lore about the Mykonids in the Underdark and whatnot. So there's a lot of things and encounters that are possible that I'm aware about, but because it's a story that we kind of make as we go with our friends, uh, there's a lot of roots and possibilities that may or may not happen. So I'm excited to see, you know, what happens in the future. Indeed, indeed. I'm not, meh, meh, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm still pretty excited about this segue and this promotion we have for our Patreon. That's right. <laughs> Woo, let's go to the segue. Doing the Patreon segue. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Okay, hold well, on. Okay, okay we're at the segue. <clears throat> Support us directly on Patreon at nextontheinitiative.com. Any additional content that we're going to make is going to be uploaded to the Patreon first, and the best way to find it is by using the link in the description. So it's time to name something that is $3. Oh, yeah, we're playing that usual fun game of name that $3 item. Yep, we find something cheap that is the same price as our support tier on Patreon. Hopefully, I, I don't know if this actually helps anyone or makes anyone actually want to give some support on Patreon, but like, it's really fun to, to come up with things in this outro, you know? It's a bit I'm with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. It's, it's always fun to think of something or like ask one of our friends to name something $3 and then they just freeze and they're like, uh, uh. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> All right. So, Elijah, uh, I figured we could start at the top with you, man. Do you have something in mind? Um, actually, if you don't mind, I kind of, this might sound crazy. I asked the old man to do it this time. Oh, the old man that lives in this podcast tower that we are, you know, role playing in. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> That's cool. Go get him. Yeah, man, I'm cool with that. What is the what is the old man that doesn't have a name have in mind? Hello, is I the wizard of the podcast tower? <laughs> 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 I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better fall all the worst for for old people. Can we talk about how Featherfall might be a nightmare for an old person to fall <laughs> The ever slowing fall. Oh god, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello. It is I, a wizard of the podcast tower. How do you all fare? What's up, old man? How's it going? Hey, old man. How's it hanging? So. Yeah, hate to interrupt whatever it is you're doing. By the way, we appreciate what you're doing with the tower. But we ran through everyone involved for the podcast for our $3 bit. And we kind of was hoping you help us out a bit and join us for a moment. Just name something that is $3. Don't panic. It's something easy. Oh, uh, yes. No, 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 no. I'm well versed in this. I am willing to assist. But I will only say it once for the price of $3. You can obtain three gold coins. Very interesting that your currency here can match mine like this. I must now be off. I hope that was sufficient. Farewell. 
<coughs> Why is it always a cloud of smoke? <coughs> well, <coughs> I am kind of surprised. I, I guess gold isn't as valuable in the magical world of D&D where this wizard man operates. I'm At least I'm assuming because $3 equals three gold coins seems kind of low, but... Hey, well, well, whatever, whatever works, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, well, you know, now that I think about it, I guess in D&D, they can travel to other planes and realities. So, I mean, is resources even a, like a thing you need to be worried about? Better question is, does that make our current, does it make our current currency insufficient to the D&D world's currency? And we're just the ones with the bad value? I don't know. Wait, I have. Oh, wait, break, breaking report. Someone's coming in. Someone's got the hotline. You're on call. Go ahead. It's all about the platinum, baby. It's all about the platinum. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, hot caller. That's my wife and that I love. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, follow us on social media. You can use the links in the description to find out about our official accounts. And as always, consider giving us a good rating on the platform you use to listen to this podcast. We really appreciate it. So, some of the sound effects used in this episode were made by me. You know, I just go, yeah, <laughs> or just make like punch sound effects or something. <laughs> but the sources for the music and additional sound effects can be found in the description below. And they were all used under Creative Commons licensing. So, support those, you know, independent creators. They're very awesome. And this podcast is unofficial fan content of the D&D 5e module, Out of the Abyss. We are not sponsored or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast. Any role-playing we do as characters, depictions of locations, or, you know, other content in this module is fan content of this podcast, of the source material. So please support the official content and support any official releases. Special thanks to Maya Ross playing as It the Grunge, Jack Phillips as Krav the Warforge, Arun Bhattaraj as Zavara the Half-Elf, Jakes Hernandez as Anoki the Mykonid, David Ugesh, uh, now nah, wow, sorry David, um, <laughs> <laughs> and David George as Ugesh David the Fighter. <laughs> Hold on, moment, time so I can just. No, I'll just keep that. I'll just keep that in and say, man. Oh no! You were just very immersed, huh? I it's can't just... tell which is real life and which is the D and D world. The dice tell me everything. Yeah, someone just too immersed in the campaign, huh? <laughs> Thank you all for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah, that's wait, true. Wait, wait, um, excuse me. Oh, man. Oh, man, do you got an uh, outgoing message for this episode? A warning to you all, travelers. Just a warning. Do not trust the grass in the Feywild, for it is cunning and devious. It will tie your shoes without realizing. Farewell. <laughs> uh, pretty good note, you know. The Fae can be very cunning and devious, you know. Right, right. One day it'll be fun playing a one-shot or an adventure in the Fae Wild. That'll be a good time. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Well, I guess for now, everyone have a good one. Be safe out there. Take care. So long. <laughs>